What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shanty Unrestricted View podcast. My name is JP. Well, guys, tonight it's the first match of the Annihilation in the Glasgow Derby. Oh, it feels good to say that, boys. Um, I've been waiting to say that for yesterday. Tonight on, we've got Ryan, the usual, um, and a nice new face for us, Barry. Welcome back, mate. It's been a long time since we've seen you. Um, obviously, we've caught up with you off camera, but it's nice to see you, mate. It's good to have you on again. And I'll let you kick off, mate, with the, the post-mortem, as we say, to the annihilation that we witnessed yesterday as a whole. Thank you very much, JP. It is an absolute pleasure and a privilege to be back. Good to see you on screen again, Ryan. And don't you worry, guys. I have been supporting you from afar, watching the show, egging you on, uh, and it's been great stuff as always. So, well, there we go. The, the game has came and went, and it was exactly what it says on the title here. It was an annihilation. That's not even our words. That's the words of Chris Boyd. He's tagging that an annihilation. And that's what it was. It was very similar to the game in February where Van Bronckhorst himself, after the match, said his players looked shocked. They looked surprised. And how you can make the same mistake again, I don't know, but that's what happened. We ran over the top of them too fast, too much energy, too much different patterns, too many players popping up in different positions. Um, it was an absolute joy to watch. And it's not just the result. That's entertainment. That is fans getting value for money. That is us watching a team that we can be proud of. And Rangers just did not have an answer. They had no plan B, C or D, because they just couldn't figure out what was happening to them. They looked like a deer in the headlights. They were just shocked. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about individuals as the show goes on, but in terms of performance, in terms of overrunning a team in a, in a match of that size, it was one-sided and it was a complete... Annihilation. Aye, good assessment there, Barry. Um, I think that's fair to be to be honest with you, mate. It's funny that Barry says, Ryan, um, that they didn't have a plan B, C, or D. Apparently, we've only got a fucking plan A. 
Um, and Anne's doesn't know how to detract away from it. I'm not being funny, but if that's your plan A, why the fuck would you want to detract away from it? Because our plan A is probably better than their plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. So it begs, begs the question, why come away with something as stupid as that in the first place? Why, why set yourself up for a massive fall? No, you can look at the other side. Of, obviously, what Barry was saying there about his, you know, fast tempo, everything else. We were on Friday night, I, and we predicted this. We, we we said what was going to happen. Myself, you, and Barry Bannon. We said that, that was going to happen. You know, we, we everything that happened in the game during the game. We, we highlighted that on Friday night. So, was Anne's listening? Was he, was, he, was he listening into the show on Friday? Probably not, but I'm only having a laugh there. Um, but obviously, you look at the game, Ryan, um, it was like taking candy for wins. And like I said to you, mate, when I told you about Barisic and Tavernier, they can't keep wins that are close. When they are forced back the way, they don't know what to do. All of a sudden, they become numpties. No got a clue. Panic merchants. Want to play back the way all the time. Sometimes back the way the pass isn't there. And then obviously, we'll obviously talk about the goals individually. But the passages of play that we set up to play, where the manipulation, it was just far too. The, the gulf between the two teams was there to see. Uh, welcome on, Ryan. I know you're a wee bit under the weather tonight, mate. Um, and obviously, you've—that's why you're. I, I imagine you've got that wee cough. Um, I wasn't sure who was batting there. You're in the dog, actually. To be honest with you, o- Oscar's um, um, Oscar's about for a pee now, so he's already not here. <laughs> he'll be in a minute, but uh, he'll be in a minute. Give him my headphones, and uh, then you go for the toilet. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to see you, mate. Hope you've had a good weekend. Obviously, yesterday's probably going to have been the highlight of your weekend, but hope it's been good for you, mate, since I spoke to you on Friday. And uh, what was your overall thoughts for yesterday? Like you said about Friday, um, me, you and Barry basically says <coughs> everything that happened apart from, would it be Maeda or Abada? Apart from mm-hmm. that, in my opinion, we tactically basically said the game, how Rangers would play, how we would play. They've no go to the midfield to break through us. We said it on Friday, and it was, it was right. We stopped the wide men. I did think in the first half, two or three crosses, they did get in, I was like, the guy next to me, look, we need to stop these crosses because they will hurt us. And I probably thought Chola should have probably scored, to be honest with you. A better striker, in my opinion, scores that. If that's Jackie Marcus, it's probably a goal. So we probably did get halfway that one, but it was a total... We've said on this podcast for weeks, especially pre-season, there is a gulf, but nobody wants to admit it. I think the real Rangers fans are realising now that there are, there are two or three steps behind us now. They went a step ahead is winning, obviously, that title. But for me, there's two, two or three steps back. Um, mm-hmm. Similar to us, I know I keep talking about that every podcast, but since the 10, that was where we went stale. They've gone stale now. They've went stale, in my opinion. They've no boat players. They've let, like Barry says as well, but Calvin Bassey, you can see how much he, he actually meant to that squad and what he done, because the mistakes didn't get covered yesterday. The mm-hmm. mistakes were there to be fucking seen. Um, yeah. Abada and Jota just, 
Again, like Barry says on Friday, Jota tore Tavernier a new arsehole again. Um, the rave about Tavernier being a phenomenal captain and whatever. Listen, the guys obviously play European final, he's played so many games at that level, he's scored mm-hmm. goals, aye, penalties, we still need to put them away. But the guys know a quality right back. You look at anybody says a right back's first duty a, a care is to defend. He can't defend. It's as simple as that. I don't care what oh. anybody says. I'm all right for having opinions. People can have their opinions. I'll respect it. But I'm not saying I'm an expert. But for what I've seen for Rangers, since they've come back up here and he signs the right back, how many mistakes does he make? And they still see this legend. And legends don't make mistakes every fucking game. It's every game against us, their defence is making mistakes. I did say to you as well that, sorry, that I still believe that that 3-0 game in February has got a mental block on them. As soon as we get that first goal, JP, that was it. The game was finished, in my opinion. They shut the bed. They just went, toys at the pram, we G with his pepper pig on spokes, in the bin, and he was gone. Look <laughs> um, at me. He threw his water bottle on it yesterday. <laughs> I managed to collect it for us so I could show everybody tonight. So, toys but, at the pram again yesterday, I think. But I do believe, um, we, called it, we called how we would play. Um, again, if you want me to call it, you can wait till, um later on, but I just think some some of the things beforehand and then some things are saying after, it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're getting paid to your opinion. Ah, your opinion might not always be right, but just be honest in what you're saying. If you think what you've said beforehand is honesty, you can't come out after the game and then say the opposite just because your teams get mulled. Let's be honest with you, because you're in a wee fucking sulk. So, overall, mate, <laughs> not a bit different. Again, I, I didn't think it, would, it was going to be anything different. I did I did say phenom myself. I was very confident. I know people say these games form the wind and all that, but the way we are playing the now and the way they're, they're, they're playing, we did say that Rangers fans would probably say, JP, that we were probably the best team they played this year. Probably right, we've not played anybody yet this year. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact that that's the best team they've played. Because um, if, if we can play that against Rangers, then PSV must have two fucking bad nights. Um, but overall, mate, very good weekend. And I just think it's it's a massive statement. And I think it's a mental block as well because... Again, it's only early days, but that performance, the fact that they're playing Ajax on Wednesday, sorry, mm-hmm. they don't get a result for that, then I think the G was under pressure big time. Just as Ryan says out there, Barry, talk about early results. It is early in the season. We know that. Um, yesterday was always going to be, meant today we about the bragging rights. It wasn't going to claim, in my opinion, right, they're going to win a title or they're going to win a title, but it certainly set a precedent for what might lie ahead in terms of forum and it gives you a good indication of where the transfer window is just shut and it gives a great indication as to where the two squads lie um, in terms of what they've done up to now um, and obviously like where they're going to go from now. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but as Ryan mentioned as well, Barry, the, the certain individual players now they certain individual players played the game yesterday or the same certain individual players that played in February that made the same errors, the same mistakes. They're claiming about knowing that the way Celtic play and how they set up about the way they play quick free kits and quick set pieces and this, but they still never done it in the You look at the second goal, for instance, 
Lundstrom, Kamara, and Kent were all stunning with a thumb up their ass. And O'Reilly, McGregor plays with Bobby O'Reilly. O'Reilly plays with Bobby Jota. And I'm not even, we'll talk about, as I said, we'll talk about the individual goals itself, but that goal itself was just, um, just that was breathtaking. That was just unbelievable. To even compute that in your head, be taking that first touch, running onto that at full, full pelt, and then to try and execute what he done yesterday was just was just unbelievable. But getting back to what Ryan was saying about the it's early in the season, so it definitely has gone again psychologically already for nothing. I mean that's not even otherwise we were unlucky there. That's getting back into the dressing room and going, we get absolutely. Panties pulled down there and my bum severely spanked. I'd imagine instead of having a shower, they were all helping one another apply sugar cream on their asses yesterday because some of them would have had sore bums. Definitely. Come on. You, ca- you cannot, get- I know you're laughing, right? But you can't get beat like that and not have a sore ass. That's what to take, take its toll on you. Um, so I know it's early in the season and we'll not get too carried away, but we also predicted what was going to happen yesterday. And it isn't a surprise to us, Barry, in terms of the way that result happened and the way the performance happened. Is it a surprise? No surprise at all, mate. And yeah, it's early in the season, but in the SPL, a five-point lead is a half-decent lead to have at any time in the season because Celtic and Rangers too when they're at it, don't lose a lot of games. And if you look at last season, it was actually the derbies that probably settled where the league went. So to have a five-point lead this early is a really, really good place to put yourself. I mean, I don't be hypothetical here, but it's they're one defeat away in the league for us making that eight points, which people would then be looking at and going, well, can we even come back to that? Eight points is a lot. In Scotland, so I'm chuffed to have the five-point lead this early. Um, but I'll tell you, talking about the, the, the psychological impact that, that Ryan's making there, if you look at, if, if, if we were looking at this game objectively before it, you'd be looking at two teams who were in good form, two teams who were coming it confident, mm-hmm. two teams that had the the full squad of players to pick from. I know they lost uh, Lawrence uh, just, just, just before the game, but other than that, I think they're pretty much full strength. You can make an argument that that, that was their best album. So you're coming in on form, you're coming in confident, you're, you're, you're coming in uh, well prepared, and it looks as if it's a game, from an outsider's point of view, a neutral's point of view, it looks like a game that could go either way. Albeit maybe some neutrals would have said, well, Celtic had slight advantage being at home. Mm-hmm. So if you take all that into account, and they get absolutely leathered. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They get absolutely put to the sword. So, all things being even... <laughs> They never had an answer, and it was a one-sided match. And mm-hmm. right, JP, they're probably going into the dressing room, and they might be not say it out loud, but you can rest assured there will be a, a handful of those players thinking, when they play like that, we can't get near them. There's nothing we can do to lay a glove on them. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've now had, at last last season, at Parkhead, uh, we've done the exact same thing to them. And in hindsight now, if you look at the game, the, the only game, the game that we lost in last year, the Cup, that, that went the full distance, extra time or the problem looking at that now, and I'm thinking, that was probably more due to the fact that those players didn't have enough time uh, to, to adjust themselves to the style of play that Angie's asking in terms of the energy that's required. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but for the first game this season, those players looked fitter to me. I'll tell you the one player that they stood out mostly, Greg Taylor. I seen that guy going from one end of the pitch to the other, from one end of the pitch to the other. I saw him pop him up in centre mid, right wing, back to left back, up the pitch, putting crosses in, and he done it for the full match. So I think the, the frightening thing, if you're an opponent of Celtic this season is, the style of play that we play, it's going to be maintained for the full 90 plus minutes. And of course, our squad side is going to help with that, that we can bring these players in and, and they can uh, and do exactly what the guys were doing before them. So I think Ryan's spot on. I think psychologically, this is a massive, massive bent uh, in that range of squad. I would agree with you, Barry, in terms of. The, especially the way, like you say yourself, they'll go away and they'll, do their, they'll have a look and an assessment of the game. And no doubt, I don't know if they'll sit down as a team, I don't even know about the, the way it looked yesterday. They all didn't want to talk to one another walking off the park. So, um, and you see photos in it, like yesterday, last night, the night, the day, um, the Cameron Carter Vickers was out for dinner with Tillman and and um, the boy Sands, but by the way, he's got more leaks on him in the granny suit. He is unbelievable. Like, uh, unbelievable. To be playing at that sort of level, yeah. I can't believe a player like that's going to be playing the Champions League. That is frightening. Totally frightening. He wouldn't get a game of five or six with you. You play with nine, you wouldn't even phone him. You just go like that, no, I don't know. Leave him alone. He, he's, he's murder. One giant instead. <laughs> I <laughs> phone me. I'm looking for a game. I've not played for a before my accident. Uh, nah, I'm only kidding. But no, in all seriousness, um, uh, 
the, the boy just looks like a fish out of water. The people are saying, talk about signs, that's not his natural position. That's not, Good players can adapt to any position. Yep. You're a pro and you're playing, you're supposed to be playing at a big club who's going to be in the Champions League, that's that and the next thing. If you're a decent player, you'll adapt to a position. Um, Chris Sutton was able to do it. Played striker all his days. When he was required under Martin O'Neill, Martin O'Neill put him at centre-half. He never looked out of place. He was unbelievable. I even seen him playing centre-mid. Mm -hmm. I think one of the games, just because of the injury and Jamie Smith was injured, he played at right wing-back for us, just to help us out. So, if you're a good player, you can play anywhere. Don't tell that to Alec Ray, by the way, because he'll probably not believe you. He doesn't believe it. You're versatile in many, one, like more than one position. Uh, although... He, he thought Sands could play more than one position, but Rio Dati was full of shite about where he could play. Um, that, that was a laugh as well when, when he came away with that. That was quite funny. Uh, but just as you say there, Barry, as early in his season, um, and, but what a start. I mean, that, you would be going into the dressing room if you're earlier going like that. <sighs> Jesus, Johnny. That mob are on another level. Because yeah. they are. I mean, that, and see, in my opinion, I think we can play better. I actually didn't think we were at full pelt yesterday. And I think a lot of that, and I mentioned it last night, a guy on Facebook, um, is because Kyogo came off. Mm-hmm. When you've got Jack Amakis, who is absolutely unbelievable, <coughs> but he's a different type of player for Kyogo. He doesn't gear that press for the front. He'll try and press, but he's not as he's not as mobile and as agile as Kyogo was. So he doesn't cover the ground as fast. So when he came on, Celtic had to turn to a mid press because we had to drop to allow them to have the ball. But it was the same again as the second half performance in February. We let them have the ball in the rain half. When they got to the halfway line, they get they get closed in. The ball got took half of them and the ball was turned there. And then I thought we were quite wasteful in a lot of our passages I play as well. We were either overplaying or we were underplaying or, we, you know, sometimes we're getting the ball away. Boys were passing the ball when they shouldn't and holding on to it when they shouldn't. Um, so I thought, and I thought in front of goal, we were a wee bit wasteful in certain stages of the game yesterday as well. But to have still played well enough to win 4 nothing against the team for the other side of the city, in my opinion, guys, that is phenomenal. Because they're me sitting here saying, I didn't think we were at full belt. I think we can play better. And that's obviously my next point to you, Ryan. Do you think we can play better? And how did overall, what would you say, was was there anything, is it just me? Maybe it's just me, maybe I'm talking about my backside, I don't know. But I just found that we, although we, we did play some lovely football, I thought at times we we just we were a wee bit wasteful with some of it. Um, I don't know what you think, Brian, but obviously that that everybody has opinions. But in my opinion, I just thought we could have done, we could have still have played a wee bit better, um, and that's fucking scary considering, obviously, as I said, the result. I thought the second half had dropped off a bit, but I think that's maybe. I think it's because you wouldn't have done it in the first half. I think it's. It kind of is only natural, maybe, to just step in your mind. I know it was hard to, to do that for 90 minutes, but I think they did kind of drop half a wee bit in the second half. 
Um, that's no because they're only trying hard the same. Or the, no, the, no, 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 no. I thought Rangers did come into a wee bit the second half because obviously they did try and get a goal, but it just shows you the squad that if they're trying to get a goal, they'll bring one Scott right. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to sit here and sl- I try my best to no slaughter professional because I'm not a professional, but I can only see what I see on the park. And I know we signed Christy for Aberdeen, but Ryan, Ryan Christie was not sorry for him and they went to Aberdeen and came back. But but guys like Ayer went to Kamarnock, he was a standout. Christie went to Aberdeen, he was a standout, he came back and they came back brilliantly. Scott Wright was a decent player for Aberdeen, he wasn't explosive and fucking get man and matches every week. And Rangers signed him because I think he was a, roughly a free transfer or very minimum a fee. You've got, you've got Ruth injured, you've got Morelos again. I'll keep mentioning it. If that's Lee Griffiths, Lee Griffiths is getting fucking back newspapers. He's eating too many of this. He's eating this. He's no professional. Coming on like that, within a week, his attitude, within 10 days, his attitude's changed. Gerard couldn't change his attitude. I Was it, was it under Warburton as well? Everybody, he's managed at Rangers. It was Warburton, was it? Was it? No, it was Cassinia. Was it? Cassinia. Cassinia, was it? Cassinia, Warburton, Murray, and I think um, Giovanni and Gerard, and he's no done anything different. Mm-hmm. I he's a goal scorer. That's, that's my fair he is, but he's no fit. Um, and the facts, Lee Griffiths, in my opinion, he's getting lambasted. Um, I just think overall we were we probably could have played better in the second half, but it's very hard to be critical on it. It is hard after that performance, but. He's, you just want to try and dissect the game. and you, you just want to improve every week. You want to get better. And mm-hmm. I, I know you're happy with 4-0, but I believe that was 4-0 going on 8 again. That was just... Aye. They had about one, had one chance, really, and that was a Kovacs either. In my opinion, it's not scored it. Um, but I just feel that everything we said on Friday <coughs> happened. We knew they were going to play like that. We knew they were going to play like that. Even the manager... New Celtic would play like that. So surely you would line up your team all week to play like that. But we spoke we spoke after the game, JP. The fact they played three defensive midfielders tells you his attitude towards the game. It was just mm-hmm. don't, just don't get fucked. That's what it was. It was. Um you're not gonna listen, it might go and do well in the Champions League, but <laughs> again <laughs> it might it might be critical, it might be hard on them. I did say it on Friday. James Sands is more like quicksand when he's fucking playing. Nice. He's no good. He's uh, no good enough. He's no good enough. And they've signed Ben Davis, who was injured, hardly kicked a ball, four million pound. Jesus Christ! Panic by the guy the left back who actually thought was decent for the sheet test when I when I watched him. I I it looks too lightweight. I'll give the boy Tillman he's due. He looks very good. He bought his feet, but I think fitness wise, etc. I think he's well off his level still. I just think for me, uh, again, we've all played football. Um, They've played in big games, Scottish Cups, Derbies, etc., etc. See if you see if Tavernier or whoever's no guys with a fucking neck, like you need your fucking grip. You just need to wake up. Then there's something wrong in that club. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact if I was playing, there'd be a fucking investigation after that game because that was they tried, but I generally thought after like two or three nothing, they kind of gave up the ghost. It was just like oh, the game's done. Um, and the high as well, I seen a. I seen a clip with Van Bronckhorst, I might have been for Jota's goal. He was potting in the middle of the park, Kate O'Reilly. He was telling the two midfielders, 
get him, get him. The left him, he's like, I can have his nuts out of the park, sell it, go and score. So and he fell off his, he fell off his rock last, didn't he? So he was angry. I just think, I'm kind of glad in a way that Rangers fans are actually realising now, just because you go to European final, that's done. You need to focus on this. Just because you beat Dortmund last year does mean that you're a fucking brilliant team this year now. Last season's done. Brilliant, you go to the final, mm-hmm. it's done. You need to focus on your team now. It's the same with us. What we've done last year, it's done. It's what we do now. Mm-hmm. It's what we've done with, with Rodgers and Stratton. That's done in the past. We've loved it. But you move on to the future. So I just think, I do agree with everything you've said. And it's going to, we have no, again, what I highlight it, 38 games unbeaten, conceded 19 goals, JP, but yeah, real defence is very shaky, no very good. Tell me about that one. I don't know how the maths work with that. Oh, no, and it's the same, it's the same all, same all with the media, mate. They just, they say first without thinking. Um, like I said before, mate, half the shite they talk isn't it true, and the other half's hard to believe, so it's kind of, it's, it's really, really difficult to, to, to grasp. Uh, but just as Ryan says there, Barry, um, touching on recruitment, um, I think the recruitment's been second to none, and you can see that over the last three transfer windows. Um, I think it's pretty evident that Ange's bought for the year and now, and he's bought to come into the team and make a difference. We spoke previously, I think even when you were on before, Barry, we, we spoke about this. There's no project signings whatsoever in our team now. There's none of us, like, Again, I don't like it, swaggy guy, but I'm talking about just as a for instance, there's no really a Patrick Kamala coming into the team and then he's playing maybe 20 minutes, then you're not seeing him for six months. Uh, there's none of that happening now. The guys that he brought in are all in and have all made a difference. And that's pretty unhealthy in a way. Um, that they've come in and they've all hit the ground running and they've all, they've all like added to the success we had last season in terms of winning the domestic double um, and so far this season as you said yourself there Barry they've took it up a notch so they've went to a different level in terms of fitness um, but I think last season we, we were all kind of moaning about them dying out the game and everything else you won't look at the, the, the Kyogo and Dyson Maeda and Hatati they had played what, fucking a year and a bit of football and came over, not really a long break, and just had to hit the ground running with us straight away. Um, and then Kyogo had a lengthy layoff, uh, a hamstring injury. That sort of hindered him a wee bit. Um, otherwise, by the way, I wouldn't have liked to see him at the goal charts would have been like at the end of the season. Should they not have been injured? Same with Jack Amakis, because he was kind of out with wee daft injuries here and there as well. One long term, and then one it just kept him running out with a wee niggle. Um, but hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think last season. At the start of the season, obviously, Ange didn't have a big enough squad. He was trying to get bodies in fast. He was having to rely on guys like David Turnbull and Callum McGregor playing almost every single game. Starfelt never really got much time to bed. Danny got flung straight in at Tynecastle. Um, pretty much Abada had to get flung in and all because we had injuries. Ralston, um, Juranovic got injured. Um, then Greg Taylor got injured. Juranovic then got shipped there to left back. So we had we to deal with our own problems last season. But the difference was, is one thing I, I noticed, and I've noticed through the whole time he's been here, Andrew's not made one excuse. He's not made one of a poor me, playing the poor me card, nothing. Yeah. Um, he's just got on yet. He's just, no, no, do you know what? We'll go away, we'll work, blah, blah, blah. And he's had all these people laughing at him and making up stupid shit in the media. Um, asking him silly questions. He never he could beat the media line last season. The guy says to him, Is it a catastrophe? Um, is it this? Is it that? He was asked silly things. Do you feel sorry for Robbie Nielsen at Celtic Park? Um, why do I feel sorry for Robbie Nielsen? Oh, because he feels aggrieved that he thinks Kyogo was offside. Why the fuck am I going to feel sorry for Robbie Nielsen? He's like, If he thinks the referee determined the, the... so, like I say, as we and he doesn't make any excuses, he just yeah. <laughs> He has analysis of the game, it's his analysis, and he I don't really think he gives two fucks, to be honest, about anybody else's what their thoughts are. Um and I seen a recent one me on there about him, you know, there's folks still doubting him. And it, it just totally it's beyond me. And that's what he says. Maybe if I was Spanish or Dutch or German or you know, people would understand a wee bit more. But because I'm no and I've came from the other side of the world and so, in terms of recruitment, mate, and you said yourself about fitness, is it a case of we've recruited that well, they really have me, and we have just worked really hard on the training ground, we've upped our fitness as a collective, and I, I don't know what they've done in pre-season, to be honest, uh, I think they played Sunderland in the stadium with a blackout and they couldn't fulfil the game then. And um, so, I, I, But I honestly don't know because the two teams are getting into the Champions League. One team looks really ready. The other team looks as if they're, 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 as if they're ready to, I don't know, start greeting. What do you think, mate? Harry? I, no, I, think, um, I think Ryan made some good points as well. In regards to you know the way Rangers set up, and I, I listened to Van Broadcast before the match. I listened to Reece snippets of his press conference just to try and sort of gauge what his mindset was coming into the game. And he spoke about getting a result. If you go back to his his press conferences, uh, two different ones, and and he used the word result. So he didn't speak about getting the win, he spoke about getting a result. 
So already before the lineups came out, before the match, I had a suspicion that it was going to be quite defensive, mm-hmm. which surprised me because if you go back to the game in February, um, that was his approach then. He tried to sort of sit in. He could barely wanted to soak up the pressure. That's on the counter that. I think it's, it was naive him to get into this match defensive-minded because if he was going to concede the ball to us and let us get into our rhythm, I mean, somebody would say that, I think, on the on, on Sky, if you let a Celtic team get into their rhythm, you're going to get punished because, you know, as soon as they start playing those triangles, patterns of play, the movements that we want to create, getting our forward players into, you're in bother. So I think uh, he's got a lot to, to look at himself for in regards to that. And, you know, talking about Morelos, did anybody see the sweat lashing off him? I looked at him after about five minutes on the pitch and there was buckets of sweat coming off him. No, I, I, I saw it just as you saw his number going up the board, he knew he was going on. <laughs> Aye, that too. No, he, he got a towel with an empty on the pitch. Oh, right, but, right, right, right. Uh, no, that, that, that guy's no fat. And he, you know, Roger, respect to Lee Griffiths, who was a fantastic servant at one time and, and a tremendous player. He became a problem uh, as time went on. He, he gave chances and it just became a problem because you've got a guy like that with that ability, that talent. Um, and, and he can't get near the team for whatever reasons after pitching. Um, Morelos, I think, them keep my hold of him, I think it's a mistake. I think they should have cut our losses, go with the kind of go on and get out of the door. But anyway, uh, sticking to us, JP, Ryan, we spoke about it many times on the podcast before. The recruitment at Celtic has been nothing short of miraculous. It has been uh, a hadini for him to have brought in, for Ange to have brought in so many players who are at the the level that they're playing at. I looked at the starting oven uh, yesterday and there was nine players. It was only Taylor and McGregor in the starting eleven uh, who were there when Ange came in. And even if you look at the substitutes, uh, five substitutes, only tumble. I believe, came on Honest. for the bench. Sorry? Oh, sorry, mate. I thought you were going to say only Tumble was, was there for the beginning. Yeah, only Tumble who was already there. So you're looking at three players from 16 who contributed to that victory who were there when Angie came in. Only three. And that's, as you said, JP, that's only in three transfer windows. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Where else would you be able to go across Europe and look at a manager who has came in? And, and, and by the way, this is a manager who came in when we were in disarray. Our club, our fans, the connection between the club and the fans, yep. the personnel that we had, the, the, the squad that we had. And he has completely transformed um, the, way we, the way we play for a start. Um, and the players that have come in. And do you know something? He brought in players that Celtic fans want to see. We want to watch the Jotas. We want to watch the Hatatis, the Abadas. This new boy, Hatsapanovic, looks in the same old Kyogo. These guys are the, the, the people that we wake up match day 
rubbing her hands, looking forward to seeing them and watching them in action. And by God, they did not disappoint. Um, yesterday, some of the some of the touches, the Jota, the the one incident where Tavernier's chasing her about, he's just can't get near him, and I think he beat him twice before he decided to pass the ball away, give the guy a break. Uh, professional courtesy, I think it was. He thought, oh, <laughs> this, this guy's taking a beating. That just... one he fooled him. <laughs> uh, he threw the back of him, didn't he? He threw the back of him, aye. And do you know something? He's alright. Ryan's, Ryan's said it previously anyway. The guy cannot defend. He cannot go back to Um his positional play as a right back is, is horrendous. He's, he's almost always too far up the pitch and gets caught out. But I don't know about you guys, but I think that the biggest success that Andrew's just had, the biggest impact he's had on the team, I personally know that's been vital, but it's actually the fact that he's got a very s- systematic way of playing that clearly they can work on every day on the training pitch and then transfer it on a match day. Because you see that, you see a team that's well-drilled, people know where they should be, and that's offensively and defensively. Because, as you used to have rightly mentioned, our defence and our defending as a team is second to none. You know, uh, we don't concede many goals. We didn't even look consistent yesterday. The Cholak effort, um, is the one that stands out. But other than that, they've never troubled us. They didn't look like opening the door. There was no moment in the game when you felt on edge, you felt as though they could cause us problems. So, yeah, personnel, the recruitment, absolutely unbelievable. But I think it's the fact that we've got a very, very clear identity that the manager's not going to tinker with. It's set in place, and as you said, JP, we've got a plan A, and we don't need any other plans because our plan A is shit hot. No, you're damn to it now, isn't it? Um, you're spot on. I, I just think that you look at both clubs and you see, you know, they got to the Europa League final last season. And they lost the game. But she's talking to their fans. <laughs> they think they won that last. I think some of them think that they walked away with that trophy last season. Their mindset is unbelievable. The only, um, the only trophy the we came away with it. They, yeah. you know, they still talk about it. Ah, but we got to Seville. So did we, but we get beat. The only trophy they've got is drinking water out of fucking toilets. Well, that's it. The toilet drinkers. Um... <laughs> I think I heard we put some we put some uh, nice refreshments inside and we bit a we bit of a golden duck or whatever it's called inside the toilets for them yesterday. It was only eight hundred of them, so surely they all got a drink. I hope they did anyway. Um, but Barry, you're talking about the Daniel little open the door. They did. The little open the fire exit door. I'm getting to. I think some of them wanted there. I don't know. Um. I think what was brilliant yesterday and all that was we scored that fourth goal during the zombie nation. Aye. That was unbelievable. The fans were the, the atmosphere being involved with that yesterday was just phenomenal. The atmosphere was superb. And I thought it was what was excellent was Bonavaris was there at my side. 
and he was getting real guys are lying to me. Um, in fact, it was just in front of where my dad actually sits, and he was getting torn apart. He was getting, not just torn apart, but he was getting torn apart half apart as well. Um, but he he was getting ripped to pieces and he was getting abused. But he reacted. He turned around and he was sort of like that, as if trying to engage with the guys. Like, what did you say? The guy said something back to him and he just laughed. But everybody's storing doing the, you know, the, the zombination thing. And then Turnbull scores. But he's facing the Celtic fans. And everybody just started laughing at him in unison. And it was absolutely... And then he turned around and he was just shaking his head as if to say, oh, no. And it was, a, it was one of the... It was just... You, you had to have seen it. I don't even think Sky would have maybe even caught that on the camera. Because if he did, some of that would have been on our social media today or yesterday or last night or whatever. But see, actually witnessing that first time, I was, I nearly fell into the aisle laughing because it was one of the ones he went through trying to have a bit of banter with the guy. And I'll give him his due. He didn't react as and he was reacting, wanting to like, fight with the guy. Or he, he just tried to have a bit of banter with the guy. But it was when the guy, when everybody started laughing at him, when we scored and everybody went mental, you just seen a look in his face. It was a, oh, no. It was a fucking hell. Here we go again. And it was just the look, the colour drained from his face. He nearly sat down and done a sight again the way he did the, the game in February when, when Abada scored, remember? When he sat down and done the toilet in the middle of the park. Um, or he emptied his, I don't know if he emptied his fucking... He's in continent pads or whatever he was doing. He was doing something anyway. He's doing it. Why did he sit down in mid-game? See, that I don't understand as well. But that brings me back to that point of it's the same guys that are making the same errors. Now, he knows a bad as running. He must know a bad as running patterns. He still can't stop it yesterday. Atati played a ball yesterday where he wasn't even looking. He was looking at Jota. And he switched it round the, like, round the corner. Right here to the wing. A badder would have been right at the top of Barisic. You see, it was perfect weighted, perfect time. And again, Barisic, he's another one, Ryan. You were talking about Tavernier, no knowing where to stand. And Barry, you mentioned it there, I know about him getting caught out of position. Barisic is the exact same, except he's left footer. Yeah. He runs forward, looking for an overlap with Kent. Kent, you're better with Clark Kent. What is that all about, man? He's running into people, looking for fouls when he's running with the ball. He's running, he's, he tried to run with the ball. He went to run and just stopped the ball. The ball was there and he ran away from the ball. And it was Iranovic that just ran in and took the ball away. And people are actually thinking that Ryan Kent's better than Jota. People have actually said live on a camera that Ryan Kent's better than Jota. I wouldn't even give Ryan Kent a game on Shibuyo. He's absolutely murder. Murder. Ryan Kent is sponsored by Taggart because there's been a fucking murder. Um, Jessica Fletcher's one that bought me solely in shoe, by the way. Murder hero, I'm telling you. Because he is absolutely honking. Don't make me laugh, man. No, seriously, Ryan. He is absolutely honking. Um... I do not get a hype for that guy at all. I really don't. Two goals in 50 games. And about 400 steppers and he goes nowhere. Two goals in 50 games. He's not scored since March, Barry. So he played that Red Star. Is it Red Star? No. Is it? 
Red Star Belgrade? No. I don't know. I just know it's March, but see if you're big on start. I, I, just read, I think it's Red Star Belgrade. If, um, you're big, if you're big on start, how the fuck can you say that he's good enough? He's, he's, no, he, he's assessing goal record. People say he does well in Europe, but so you buy a player just to play in Europe? Come on, man. You're paying that money. You're paying that money. A guy of that value, well, they say he's £7 million, that's probably all instalments. Mm-hmm. I just believe, like you say, JP, I, I put it on Twitter the day. Can we please put this farcical debate about there's a fucking, there's not even a debate about it. Jota, I actually seen a guy today, I don't know what it was, if it was mine, my old man told me. A guy says, would it surprise you if Jota got a call up to Portugal if he keeps playing well? Would it fuck? No. Would it fuck if he keeps staying well in the Champions League? But I just thought I'd say that, mate. I just, sorry to cut you off here, but I just can't believe that. My Celtic fans, I take away your Celtic specs and just look at football as a neutral fan. Look at the stats. Look at everything. How can you say Ryan Kent is anywhere near Jota? How? I can't, I can't fathom how you can come to that conclusion. I'm, honestly, it's like fucking... It's like I say to you today. It's just like, it's like buying a player and going, right, you'll be good certain games. It's like buying a player set to the fans. Right, we're paying... It's like Julian... Pint nine pound pound for us, boy. Uh, seven million pound for us, guy. Um, we'll try and get ten good games out of my season. Can I do that, man? Fucking, it's just like you say, but people are actually can do and saying that people have getting paid to have a platform, BBC, Sky Sports, whatever you name it, what platform, and they're actually saying it. So to me, are you know losing your credibility? But Chris Boyd, right? Very good goal scorer. Good play for Rangers, Commander like said they've done well. But as a pundit, I don't care if you're a Rangers fan, saying stuff like Barrello is the best player. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Only just please look to your professional mindset. There's about fucking 11 players in that Celtic squad that's better than Morelos. This is the same guy that says Aaron Ramsey was the best thing to happen to Scottish football since Gaza. He's getting paid to say this. It's unbelievable. That brings me on to my next point, lads. Talking about media and pundits, etc. A certain Barry Ferguson um, had mentioned about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst um, has sussed Big Angie's tactics. Well, that was evident yesterday. Um, I think that statement is very, very well. Um, I'll put this to you, Barry. Why would you... Now, the guys got one point out of nine. Um, was that up until yesterday, Ryan? You know the stats, mate. He's at 12 now. One out of 12. There you go. So He's not got one victory against Sands because the semi-final was a draw. So he's, he's, he's not got a victory. There's a reason why I called you Andy Gray, mate. You know your stats. You know your, you know your stuff. And it's right off hand, I know. You don't even need any technology to tell you that. You've got it all well. Mr. Stato, mate. That's why, that's why the two Rory's always work, mate, you know what I mean? You I, might be, one. I, um, might be, I might be no well, but I've got a break. <laughs> <laughs> might be no well, your brain's still ticking up. Um, Pick my, my fucking left, he doesn't work better. <laughs> um, but, no, Barry, if you're in the media and you're getting pretty good money in your own radio stations and your own this and your own that, why would you make such a ridiculous comment that are you doing it for bites? Are you doing it to get people to phone into your show, write into your column, 
comment on your blogs, whatever you do, because it is beyond me why you would make such a statement. Because his statement aged very well yesterday. Um, to say that Gio has sussed Ange and his tactics and that Ange has only really got a plan A, whereas Gio has much more up his sleeve. I'm not being funny. If Gio's got much more up his sleeve, I think he better start going to it because yesterday certainly wasn't good enough. And if that is the best they've got, and by the way, they never signed them in the transfer window. So they're left with that squad to January at least before being able to do it. Now, they weren't allowed to add to it in the summer window when they've just been good Champions League money. They get money for Big Shirley. And what was the other big fella's name that went to England? Aribo. Aribo. I nearly turned into a cowboy there, Aribo, Aribo. Aribo, Aribo. Whatever his name is. Um, Arriba, Arriba. Arriba, Arriba. <laughs> You've done that before, haven't you? You've done that before. You've I've practiced been, that. I've That's every Saturday night thing in front of the mirror for you, isn't it? Why? You've got your sombrero and <laughs> your... Yeah, listen, don't don't tell don't tell the full fucking media my fucking role play next shit. Year we, next year we call him as gringo. <laughs> but where the next podcast? Where <laughs> the next podcast, right? The new fake moustache. Just the way I'm single one, fucking the way he's no more. big Freddy, Tash. I want to break uh, free. Death <laughs> <laughs> badge. <laughs> um, no, as I say, Barry, if you're, if you're in the media and you're being all right and you get paid good money, why would you come out with such a ridiculous statement? Why would you? Because everybody that knows football knows that that's a lot of shit. So just why would you do it? Well, I've watched Barry Ferguson at times on Go Radio. And to his credit, he's normally pretty fair. He's normally... I like him, Barry. I know he's a real. But Barry's I, very honest and he's good. Yes. <laughs> yes, and you know, he... Uh, he generally keeps his cool when it comes to talking about Celtic and Rangers. Um, you know, he doesn't get too high when Rangers are being okay. Uh, and he doesn't stick the boot in when Celtic are having a, a tough time. He's definitely so, high, mate. That's statement, I'm well, telling you. Well, that's my point. That, that, that's my point, because when I seen it, I was pretty shocked. I was pretty shocked that that was his analysis, that was his observation. It was a big deviation to what I'm used to. Listening to him, as I said, you know, normally he's, he's, he's pretty reasonable in his assessment. So mm-hmm. that was my initial reaction when I saw his comments. I was just shocked that, that it come to happen. Then I thought, well, what is he basing it on? Is he basing it on the fact that um, Rangers' last two games against us prior to yesterday was the cup game, which they get over the line eventually, and, and then a draw at Parkhead? So where is where is Van Bronckhorst going to sus? If he's making those observations, these guys are saying, right, these are meant to be professionals, getting well paid for their analysis, getting well paid for their observations. Where does he, he get that to? It's, uh, isn't it based on any facts, is what I'm trying to say. It's just, it's a, it's a pretty wild assessment to make. Um, and look at him now, I mean, if, if, He's got egg in his face now, isn't he? Because uh, if that's Gio got it sus, then 
good on you, Gio. Uh, hope you stay that way. Keep it sussed, mate, because um, clearly uh, he's not getting anything sussed. And as I said in my previous comments, I think he came into the game very naive. To play with such a defensive uh, setup was naive because you can't come and play Celtic at Parkhead and sit back. You just can't do that. And somebody had said it to me today, one of my pals who we was talking about uh, the game. In fact, it was our mutual friend, it's my Jason, that had said that. Um, it was saying that Ange and the way we play um, has has. We've got a team in a setup that can that can break through teams that are playing with a low block or teams that come to park the bus or teams that come to defend. In the past, I've watched certain teams struggle against that kind of opposition because we've just not quite had the creativity or you know, those kind of patterns of play to open teams up and the longer the game goes on, the more difficult it can get. But I don't see that with a Celtic team. It's because it's so fluid and it's so dynamic and because of the ammunition we've got on the bench, there isn't a doubt that if a team sits off against us, we'll unlock the door. And one thing that we are is we're great front runners. Once we get ahead, we're a very difficult team to stop because mm -hmm. we're going to continue to play the same way. Um, so the, the, the comments to Barry Ferguson, as I said, I was very, very surprised. He's not a pundit that I would have expected that kind of stuff, if it was Chris Boyd saying it, I would have expected it. Um, and I, I just brushed that aside as being Chris Boyd because I just don't value his opinion at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll endorse what Ryan said, the guy had a good playing career. Um, but this is enough for the day when we a Rangers, ex-Rangers playing on fire here. His football analysis is absolutely shocking. Um, so other 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 than his analysis at the weekend there that it was a Celtic annihilation, I can agree with him with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Barry Ferguson's probably gonna be regret those comments. I hope that he gets plenty of opportunity to hear for the Celtic fans on his radio show that he's on. And I hope he gets it uh, in both years. Uh but you know something knowing uh I've watched him in the past. I think you'll probably just take it on the chin. Hopefully, it'll solve to make stupid comments in the future, though. Well, I actually had go radio on yesterday after the game, the way him, and um, he was on it with Big John Hartson. And he was, he was, he was really struggling. I think he had a couple of cleanups under his nose, and he, you know, he was, he was really struggling. Um, I've I, I, actually heard, I actually heard a wee bit of distortedness happening in the mic. I actually thought it might have been Big Hartson giving him a cuddle. Because um, I thought, right, he's, he's struggling here. You know what I mean? Um, and then when I seen the video back today, I think it was because he didn't have his broxy bear teddy bear beside him. I actually think that might be why he was struggling. Um, he just didn't have that sort of home, home comfort. Because um, obviously, he's, he, you know, that's uh, a, it's like a, a religion to them, you know. Like they, they, they've got to cuddle it so many times a day and stuff, and they've got their own rituals, and and uh, and unfortunately that that, that wasn't with them. So, um, but I, as I say, um, I think Big John sorted them. I think he gave my cuddle and sort of 
kind of helped him a wee bit get his shell together to be able to talk to the talk to the nation again. Um, but no, um, he was really disappointed. He was angry, um, which is a surprise because um, he's normally angry. But um, he was angry. Uh, he, he wasn't really saying too much about the way we played. It took a bit of prompting for Big John. Um, he was more talking about the goals they lost, but not talking about how the, you know the goals they lost came for how well Celtic played. Nothing to do with he's saying the goals were all pre, you know preventable. Um, they could have been prevented each goal. Um, he's talking about the switching off of Kamara, Lundstrom, and um, that other guy, oh, aye, Ryan Kent, um, switching off for Jota's goal. Um, and he says, uh, you know, that was quite poor. And I think that's what you alluded to earlier, Ryan, in terms of jail screaming and pointing. And, uh, and I just thought he was telling Lloyd McKay to get to the chaos because it was shutting in 20 minutes or something, mate. You know I mean? I, I, thought that's, I, I actually thought that's what he was doing. I didn't know. Obviously, then you thought it was in the night about that he was, he was upset about that day three switching off. Um, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But no, as I said, uh, the overall view for that, Barry, in terms of Ferguson was he wasn't really wanting to give Celtic much credit. He was kind of wanting that's what I thought. He was kind of wanting put it all down to, you know, it was Rangers' his fault that happened, or it was this, that happened, it was their fault that happened. And I thought, hmm, that's a wee bit anyway, why not just say, look, I'm over superb, which we were in spells. Um obviously I, I still think we could we can play better, and that's scary. Um, but as I said, we, we, we played well enough to, to take care of that game yesterday. Um, and the fact that, you know, but then then came in by Carson and he just totally right at the top of him, kind of like, no, 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 no. He's pointing out to him. The reason that happened is because Celtic played so well. Celtic were devastating there. Celtic done that, Celtic done that. But Big John also said, I actually think that Celtic team are capable of playing better. Mm-hmm. So, overall, it's a, it's a ridiculous thing to say, first and foremost. And he, as you said yourself, Barry, Chris Boyd, you would expect that for him. Because he just comes a baby, stuff like that all the time. Um, it's, it's a common theme with him. I mean, that thing about Aaron Ramsey being the best in Skazza and all that as well. 
it just snowballs from there. And you keep going and on and on. And you could probably do a podcast just about Chris Boyd, mate. Because um, he talks that much shit, mate, that you just, you, you know, it's just like, oh, he's, I've got a live one here. You know what I mean? It's one of the ones. Um, but I just, to you, mate, obviously, looking at Ferguson's comments, mate, and as we've touched on, um, is it not just totally baffling, mate, as to why, you know, as Barry says, where's his evidence? Where's his, how can he justify the comments? Um, and that's not the only thing, mate, but me and you were talking about this before. Kenny Miller had his wee bit and all, and then and he's quickly changed his tune that he, all that was expected. Four days ago, you were saying that Rangers, Rangers had the better is and, you know, they were the better team the last couple of, couple of derby games. But then that result happens. And he, was it the day, was it the day, say that Ryan or yesterday, uh, that was expected? I own Ferguson, mate. Um, again, I'm a Barry. I did think people might say he wasn't. He? I thought he probably could have been borderline near, I'm not going to say world class, but he was very, very good. So, probably something to Scott Brown. If he was in your team, he'd have fucking loved him. You know what I mean? Um, when he played, that was when Scottish football was booming. That was in the midfields of battles and the derbies were really good to watch. Um, again, I'm with, I'm with Barry. I think he's a pinch that's so normally all right. On open goal and that. And mm-hmm. Normally he's, he's, he's like Celtic or brilliant, but I generally just believe he's maybe hurting a wee bit and he was just couldn't be honest, which I can understand that. But before that, when he says he was sussed, I was just like, like you say, I'm, I'm off a guy's other opinion. But you, if you, it's like I've always said to like myself and you and everybody else, if you're going to read something on social media or say something on a platform, you need to back it up with a fact that you need to know what you're talking about. Because if you don't, you're going to get shut down. You're going to get absolutely gunned down with somebody. Somebody will retweet it or fucking... Somebody will say something. And all you've seen now on Twitter is photos of Ferguson saying that. And I'm not going to say it's got to take away his credibility because he's still a good pundit, in my opinion, what he says. But part of you, but mm, do you really want to... Do you really want to listen to what he's going to say now? Um, me, don't get lie, I'm not lie. If he was on open goal, I'd listen to him. He talks about football and management. He's very good. Um, but only Kenny Miller, you might think, I know he's, I know he's, I don't think he's a Hibs fan. Is he a Hibs fan? Miller? Oh, he says he was. Is that true? Is that true, Barry? Is he? You're asking me or telling me? No, I'm asking, is he a Hibs fan? Kenny Miller doesn't go with team he supports me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think Kenny Miller does. He sits on about three fences. <laughs> So, I don't know if he was a Hibs fan, I don't know if that's me just making stuff up, but he's played with Celtic and Rangers, so how can you, if you weren't a fan, of, I don't know if he was a fan, if he was a fan of Rangers, fair enough, he, he'll support him first, right? But he still appears think, on their TV programmes, and he right. still appears whenever they're on BT games, and he, he followed them all the way up right. to Seville and stuff, so... so. You wouldn't believe that he played with Celtic, surely, he was on open goal bar, I don't know if you've watched the episode, again, I... Open goals would be a wee bit better for me now. Some of, some of the, the guests are going good and the documentary, I must admit, the, the day was really good watching about Broomhill. Um, he says that the last three games at Rangers, they thought Rangers get the better of Celtic. Where you do the semi-final and the both teams, let's be fair, both teams were shite. Both teams were tired. I know they played a game two or three days beforehand. Celtic didn't turn up. They didn't turn up. We, if Carter Vickers scores that goal, the game is won, but they also scored the goal James Forrest was fucking away with it. Couldn't catch Bassey and they scored. And they probably deserved to win. We all know that, right? And we all took a medicine. But the game at Ibrox, he says that, oh, Rangers were battling Celtic. So if you defend well, then that means you're not the best team. Celtic 
organised game management for poverty in a long, long time. I would say away from home when they were under pressure, they got the goal, didn't panic. McGregor, like you said, the Friday JP took the game with stuff in it, went and get the goal, boom, got the set before half time. Ah, the second half, the 20 minutes of that game, we weren't under the course, but we had a bit of pressure against us, but we dealt with it fine. There was no panic, they dealt with it fine. If you, if you look at the stats, Rangers, who won the game? Nine times out of ten, the better team wins the game. Um, so, and then they gave it Celtic Park, was annihilation. Again, that was total annihilation. So, he started to say Rangers were the best team at Celtic Park, in three nothing. Because that was a three games, wasn't it? If I'm standing correctly here. Aye. The semi-final, the 1-1 one, one draw, the semi-final, and then the game at Ibrox. That, that three games? Well, they beat us in the first game of the season last season, didn't right. they? They beat us at Ibrox and Kyogo played at the stadium. Edward was there. They, was they, they beat us 1-0, didn't they? No, sorry, I said I So it was the game at Ibrox 2-1. They won each throughout Celtic Park and then the semi-final. They gave it Celtic Park. Celtic's been thrown nothing up by half-time again. We just missed that. Uh-huh. And then obviously the second half, probably Joe Hartster saved that. It's probably hard to give him a bit of criticism, but Sakara's goal, he's probably saved it. But how and then he could come out after the game and say it was coming. How does that make sense? You've just said that Rangers are doing okay and they've basically been okay the last three years from uh, Glasgow Derby, I never said that. And then he's come out after the game and saying it was coming. Make your mind up, man. It's because you're backtracking, your teams get absolutely pumped and you're hurt and you can't face the media now because you need to face the media and say, oh, I go to it wrong. Chris Boyd, obviously I was at the game, I didn't see the aftermath, but I seen clips of it. <laughs> if he's wanting to go off, he didn't want to sit there doing analysis. <laughs> that's comical. Again, <laughs> that's disrespectful. You're paid. Doesn't matter if your team gets yeah. 10 nothing or you win 10 nothing. You sit and give your humble pie and you give your honest opinions. Celtic, get, Celtic the, the season we lost the league, we were hopeless, but Hearts still came on, Petrov still came on, Donnelly... They all still give their honest opinions. Sutton slags Celtic when it was dire. Derek Johnson never slagged Ali McCoy's because he's his mate. I'm sorry. Doesn't matter. See me, right? See if one of my one of my pals plays with Celtic, but it's, it's not going to happen. But if he did, I've got to give him a bit. Of, I'm, I'm not going to go fall out and fucking dig a grave. But you've got to give him some some sort. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're no paid for this, but as if I if I was had to say my opinion, but or they lost a the goal there. Sorry if you're going to be pissed off me, mate, but. You've got to do better as a fan. That's just the way you've got to be. And we spoke to Barry on Friday, and we all know the media up here gives Disney credit. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't nine nothing, but Dundee were hopeless. Celtic won four nothing. So but Rangers been terrible. Uh, honestly, they, I, I know we're Celtic fans, IP, but God, why do people just need to? It's like I'm saying, it's like there's an agenda against Celtic. Nobody wants to give credit. You've won four trebles, and you think you've won four trebles. Mm-hmm. And uh, people say you shouldn't get annoyed the media. You're annoyed because your team is not getting the credit what they've done. Ah, they go to you. Everybody's just forgetting about what Anne's done last year because they go to a final, they didn't win. Nobody, ah, they didn't they win it. They're, 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 I say it earlier on, they're acting like they won it. You remember they that? They won that trophy. They won the same amount of European trophies as last season. You went to, we best have already, I was only seven or eight, right? You remember the memories? It was a good trip. It was memories. But do you really hear several fans talk about that every single day? Oh, Martin O'Neill's team, Seville. It's not every single... I might talk about it when you're talking about O'Neill, 
but you never well, it only comes up in a memory or it, it'll come up in a, a sort of a, like I think Alan Thompson had mentioned to us, Barry, Aye. that uh, sorry, Brian, um, that um, the, the anniversary of that's coming soon, mm -hmm. so that's the only time that would come up in a conversation, like. It's not like we sat and talk about it every day. I know people probably that lot of girls are I'd probably think we do, right? But we don't. Um, but in terms of it, but they keep mentioning. Oh, sorry, mate. They keep mentioning on the radio. Guys, phone in. I listen to Super School on again, right? It's all right if you're just chilling and hosting that, right? I bet they go to a final. That season's done. That team's done. You need to look on with you. I what? What? So because. Real Madrid, aye, we've won the, the Champions League last year, so you've got to go right, we've won the, but just, but, 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 but you think because of, if they get beat, they're going, ah, we can beat half Celtic, but we won that cup last year, no, because it's a new campaign, and the fans, let's be fair, we're going to lie, see if we beat Real Madrid, Ancelotti's under, he's under pressure, but he's going to get hounded half the Spanish media, he will, because they, they'd expect to come here and win comfortably, I, I'm a Celtic fan, I'm confident we'll put up a performance, well, no, it's good enough to beat the champions. I know they start off early sometimes, but we're still a quality team, and we need to be at the day game and hope that they drop off. But I just, like you say, JP, how guys can go on a platform and just, I just don't know how you can just be honest. It's like during the, again, I know I keep missing it, but during the season of Lost League, we are very honest on here to our pals. Listen, I we were hopeless. Yeah. The, the border or the place the manager's hopeless he's got to go mm -hmm. in October we were very honest obviously we still thought right if we get a new manager in October we can maybe pull this back I, I well, like that. this is going to change this is I know I generally, right, but seeing like maybe go to after the buyer thought right give up the ghost we'll just tie the out we can and we'll just we'll go to next season but keep living on the past aye you done brilliant to get to your B final but you need to, you've just been beat for off your rivals but so or beat for aye but we got to a cup final so you have to go to a cup final, but, but so because you be bumped off, if you could beat half of yours, I were going to mention, no, oh, we won a treble three years ago. No, you focus on the new, and I keep saying this to you, JP. I've said it to Barry as well, guys in the chat. Like Barry said, Greg Taylor's been superb, it has been superb. I was a big critic of him last year and the year before because I generally thought it was deserved for what I seen for him. Was it good enough? Same with Alston, we all had opinion, but now I would say he's able to step in and play. So I'm I'm happy to go, Greg. I'm sorry, I've changed my mind on you slightly. I'm getting to saying you're very, 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 very good, but that's because of the manager. If Hans West the there, Greg Taylor wouldn't be a Celtic left back. If it was still Neil Lennon, he'd either be on the bench or he'd be away out loan or something because he was hopeless. He, well, no, I don't want to say hopeless, hopeless, but he wasn't up to standard. And I knew I could go right. He's playing amazing. He's got to be the left back until he gets injured and the belly steps in. So you've got to focus on the new. You can't keep folks on the past because if you do, you're not going to be successful, in my opinion. Nice. No, I agree with you, mate. Um, just as Ryan said, mate, he's, he's wanting to chill out in the house and listen to Super Scoreboard. <laughs> this doesn't bode well, mate. It's going it's to either boil your, it's going to either put you to sleep or boil your blood. Um, sure. I wouldn't be listening to Super Scoreboard in a day I wanted to chill out, that's for sure. Um, Especially when you get Alec Gray coming away with stuff like that. He doesn't play more in one position, but Bobby, uh, James Sands was uh, was able to play three or four different positions and be comfortable in them. But he, he forgot that he's not a centre-half. 
Shio and Alex Shui as well. I bet marked a tweet. I met Peru, but I didn't. Um, he put up and Celtic get put a Europe last year. Oh, it's all went Pete Tong. It's all went Pete Tong now. Ibrox, is it? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Aye, and a big kiss is in trouble. Just as um, well, he's just as well he's walking down south. He's not up here because he'd be getting lambasted. No, definitely. We noticed as well he's kind of disappeared. He's no man to come on to the, the you know the the BT Sport now anymore or the Premier right. Sports. He's no man to he's no man to join in in any of the convo. There's he's no much way, happening for them now. He's a bit hiding getting hurt from Mark Turkey. Aye, I think he's going to go to the same hairdresser as Barney Rubble. But no, touching on that, Barry. Um, in terms of just the media overall, no game is enough credit. No one, to, you know, want to accept that right now we're top dogs. I don't know if you've seen it, Barry. I seen a wee clip. Somebody sent me it. And it was Chris Sutton, and he was on the BT Sport score, like their version of Sky Sports News with BGF and all that. And he's sitting on the couch, and one of the, the callers that call in had actually tweeted in. And the last year it does, uh, she was presenting, I can't remember her name, last year with Dark Care. She reads out the, the thing, me, and Big Sutton, right? I mean, he's sitting there, so he's all screwed up. And he's like, ah, Celtic are just starting to dominate. He said, Celtic have dominated for over 20 years. He yeah. says, I've not just started to dominate. It was the same as at the beginning of the season, uh, on the season there, when Hugh Cavan says, <laughs> we'll play pass the parcel. <laughs> oh, can you come away with that, Hugh? Pass the parcel. We gave the one, they've had one trophy, one title in the last 11 years. One. <laughs> We've won 10 out of 11. And he's saying it's passy parcel. And it was the same with Big Sutton yesterday, mate. He was saying about uh, Celtic have dominated for over 20 years. In fact, Celtic have dominated for with me when I went. He said Celtic have been the dominant force up there. He said, so he came away with something that is absolutely ridiculous. Well, obviously, Big Sutton says it a bit similar to ourselves. Um, minus a couple of wee profanities here and there. Um, but Big Sutton just says it as it is. He doesn't mince his words and he doesn't... Um, and Robbie Savage peeps up, pipes up and goes, I don't think they've been that dominant, Chris. And so he does that, he turns around and he goes, as if to say, who the fuck's talking to you? Who asked you? What, what have you done? Because you used to be Man United's water boy. Shut up. <laughs> um, but it was it was that kind of attitude, you know, the, the, you know, shrug off. But in terms of the media, I mean, I totally agree with you. We don't get any credit for what we do. We don't. We don't. Um, it's always a, a constant battle, and maybe that's why we're seeing the, you know the David Big Ange, um the comments about um, if I was Dutch or Spanish or German or blah blah blah. Maybe that's his point. Eh? And then obviously Big Ange made a point in saying it as well, and. The media got everything right last season, apart from why. Um, no, sorry, Big Ange won every award last season, apart from why. Sacked before Christmas. Yeah, I heard Big Sutton's comments. And, uh, is it a surprise? Is it a surprise that we are not getting more people, more experts 
uh, focusing on what's happening at our club at the moment, no, no, it's not a surprise at all. Oh. And if, if you think back to last season, I remember an interview with Tom Rogic, who's obviously no longer leader club. And Tom Rogic, he's a guy that you never heard from, he's always quiet, you, you, you would never know what's going on with that guy, there may be many interviews, but we done an interview last season, and even he felt the need to come out and defend us and say, well, it's been a decade now we've been on top. You know, because there's these people trying to push on a narrative that somehow, um, you know, there's a, a battle going on between the two clubs or, you know, the, the past, the past of comments absolutely ridiculous. It's stupid. <laughs> It really is stupid. I mean, if, if, if what was he saying, Ryan? I've eaten a chuckle that comment so it does. You know what I mean, though, because again, Ryan, going back to these people are meant to begin observations and analysis based on facts, you know, and that's not an observation based on facts. It's, it's, it's idiotic. So, but what I love about Ange, a lot of things I love about Ange. He doesn't get involved in it. He just doesn't get involved in it. He, 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 he swerves it. He, he doesn't entertain stupid questions. If you look at him now, the way he is to be done, and I'm sure you guys watch all his press conferences just like myself, he actually just needs to look at the person a certain way now and they know to maybe load their question a bit differently or completely change it because he ain't happy with the question they're asking. And uh, so I think he, as somebody who's right at the front, um, you know, leading the club, leading leading the the conferences and whatnot, he's the right man to have in charge because he just doesn't get involved in the stupidity of some of these people that are asking these questions. And you know, you say it yourself, Jackie. Um, he, he doesn't look for excuses. He doesn't look to blame. He doesn't look to he doesn't even get too involved in what the opposition do. He's very respectful of the opposition because he even mentioned uh, in his post-match interview, Rangers are a good side. He said they're beating some good sides as well. So he's respectful, but he doesn't pay much attention to all the outside noise and the hysteria and, quite frankly, the nonsense that's coming from them past. He's very focused on as he says, right for the off when he came to the club match, he's very focused on the things he can control. That's his focus. He's not interested in anything else that's going on. And actually, if you're looking at this, if you're a Rangers fan, or you're in the media and you support Rangers, and you're looking at Ange, you're looking at what he's doing on the park, and you're looking at how he carries himself as a guy after the park, and you saw some of his speeches that have been... We've, we've had the privilege of seeing one or two speeches and stuff. Even some Rangers fans must be looking at it and going, they must be absolutely gutted because we've got this guy uh, who not a lot of people were aware of. People in the game knew who Ange Postacoglu was because the guy who, in my opinion, is the best manager in the world at this moment, Pep Guardiola, he knew exactly who Ange Postacoglu was. So people in football knew who this guy was. But like say. If you go back to the start of last season, the Rangers fans were rubbing their hands together, thinking, here we go. You know, 
Uh, we're about to, to, to press home our advantage here after winning their the one trophy. Uh, they must be looking at it now absolutely silly. And the privacy of the rain, we, rooms, or whatever they, they are, they must be going, huh? I'm absolutely gutted that this guy's coming. He is a nightmare. <laughs> because he's producing on the park, but look at the way he leads that club. Everything's professional. Everything's dignified. Look at the camaraderie in the squad. Look at the unity at the club. Um, and it's just, if I, again, if you were a Rangers fan looking at that, you'd be saying, we're in trouble here. No, we, definitely, mate. I we would. Um, if, if you were empty, they were at club, you'd be looking for a far going, oh shit, um, this isn't, doesn't look like it's stoked many times soon. And I think what's really frightening, especially for Celtic fans, well, it's quite exciting for us, but in terms of the rest of the league, and just still spoke, even just a couple of weeks ago there, that we're still very early on in transition. We're still very early on in a rebuild. We're still very early on in his plans and you know what he wants to accomplish. Um, I think what was very fitting, lads, was yesterday. Um, if you remember back to the mic up video that Ange done when he first took the job, and I think it was like one of two first training sessions, um, and he, you know, the the whole we never stop. We'll stop at half time, we'll stop at the end when we celebrate. The opposition wants to stop, that's fucking fine, we'll take advantage of it. I think we saw that yesterday with Jota's goal, the lead up to Jota's goal. I think we saw that yesterday to the first goal when Jota takes that first, um, you know, initial speedy throw in. We saw at Tannadice, uh, I think we were five nothing up. Greg Taylor fucking sprinted to take a corner. Sprinted. That's just what we're getting after the team now. It's not just, nothing's laboured, nothing's all, oh, I can't be bothered, we're going through emotions here. Everything's all, fucking <laughs> let's go. And it's that kind of, it's just oozing that energy right through the team. By the way, see the see Celtic part especially. If you watch Joe Hart when the ball goes out for a goal kick, Aye, he's right ahead of the ball, boys. He's like, right now, it's as if he's going to more drilled on what's happening. The ball's back in and the ball's out. 90% of our goals right now are all, you look at the the, the, the game in the cup final against the Hibs, the equaliser. We kicked half and it was like one or two. Hibs yeah. won the ready. We kicked, they're too busy celebrating and trying to set back into their own positions. We kicked half, cut a pass, and bump, boy, Kyogo, goal. That totally took the wind and sail right out of Hibs' team that day. And then you look at Rogic's quick free kick, they think they're making a sub. They've all switched off. Boom, we've capitalised on it. We're doing this mayor and mayor and mayor and mayor and mayor now. And for that video, I thought it was really fitting yesterday, especially, boys, um, when that ball goes out of play, or the ball gets stopped, sorry, and we take that quick free kick. That's exactly what Anne says. We never stop. If they want to stop, that's, that's fine. But then see, see when we're playing the new, you're seeing the other teams on the other side of it, you saying in that mic'd up session or The opposition want a rest, will fucking take advantage of it. That's what's happening as well. Barry, you hurt the nail on the head earlier on, mate, when you says that their fitness has went up a level. 
but I think their football fitness as a team has went up a level as well. Not just individually, because to play in the triangles, to play in the, you know, the, the way we manipulate teams and the way we can play around teams and play, as Ryan says, we'll get better. We've got a lot of firepower on this team, guys. A lot of answers, a lot of, um, a lot of hurdles getting knocked down there because of the different assets that we've got in the team. And what he's flung together, our three transfer windies, has been nothing short of a miracle. And Barry, as you said, a lot of coaches all over the world knew who this guy was. We probably didn't. We were all distraught at the fact that Eddie Howe gave us a finger and said, no, he wasn't coming. Um, now it's a case of, I don't mean it to be disrespectful, but now it's a case of fucking Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at both the CVs of the managers, and just unbelievable. Ange totally dwarfs Eddie Howe's CV in terms of what he's done in the game. And in my opinion, guys, we have got an elite manager. Mm-hmm. The way you, you said yourself, Barry, he's not a smooth operator the way he does on and off the park. He's mentioned it before as well. We don't look elephants to see what's going on elsewhere. We get the house in, in order first and then we start look, you know, then other people, he wants other people to be talking about us, not for us to be talking about other people. And that's what he says as well. And I just hope um, that we, we can make some sort of account, a great account of ourselves starting for Tuesday night but as we uh, assault this Champions League. Um, it's been the first time in a wee, a wee while we've been in it. And, um, you can see the players are buzzing. You can see it in their performances. At the beginning there, we were in uncharted waters. We're used to Champions League qualifiers. We've had long breaks between games up until just this week here when we had to play Ross County on Wednesday. Before that, we had seven, eight days before we were playing. It felt like an eternity um, for us as fans because you're going like that. Ah, we've not got a game next Sunday. Fuck, we've not got a game next Saturday. Mm. So the uncharted waters has came because we've not any Champions League qualifiers. Um, there's been none of that air distraction. The players have had longer time off and just probably longer time off himself to get himself together, spend time with his family um, and then get whatever plan he had in place to, 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 to make an assault on the next season with the team. But I think one... And for me, this doesn't get spoken about enough. I'm going to mention it here. I think one key element to Angie's change has been Harry Kiel. You've seen the videos yesterday when we scored our goals. Mm-hmm. Harry Kiel and John Kennedy looked as if they wanted to spoon one another. Um, they were cuddling that much. I've got family who I love dearly. I don't think I've ever cuddled them. That many things is what I saw you do. What's that, Barry? I'll give you a big cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, by the way, I wasn't looking for business or anything. I'm not looking for a cuddle now. Because um, I, I, I support the team, mate. Right now, I'm not looking for cuddles, mate. Um, there is certain people I can point you in the direction of who desperately need a cuddle right now. Um, but unfortunately, it's not me. Um, but no, just the you talk about camaraderie and everything else. 
John Kennedy, I got a week ago, was linked to the major on job. Mm. And it was, oh, is he gone? He goes, he gone. He doesn't know what that guy wants away. Um, or even had that in his mind. And then you see Gavin Strachan, and you see the job he's doing with the defence, and the, the work that, the, you know, when they did the warm-ups, you see the work. It's all intensity. It's all, it's all like, you know, it's really, really, really intense what he does with them. And you can see them all high-fiving and cuddling. And I don't know if Andrew's brought all that, like, through the culture he's brought and like, he's adapted. But I, they need to keep doing what they're doing because I, I firmly believe it comes from the, the management and the coaching team and the players feed after that. They used to be in the warm-up as well. You've seen McGregor giving them instructions as well. And that's a great thing as well, in my opinion. He's like a go-between. I said this on Friday night. He's like a go-between between the hands and the players. Mm-hmm. And when you get him on your side, it's a lot easier to... And right now, the team we played against yesterday don't look like that. You seen their warm-up yesterday. Some of them are there, there. Some of them are there, there. Some of them are there, there. They won the all together. So, it's hardly surprising. You know, you've seen a, seen a team in... And let's face it, I mean, some of our players have come out and questioned uh, the, the, you know, we, we lack hunger. Um, we just don't have the mindset to, to, to come back for that. Well, that was evident yesterday. Um, I want to touch on Real Madrid. You know, lads, I'm fed up talking about him now. Um, I want to touch on Real Madrid now. Um, what an opener. Um, I'll put this one to you first, Ryan. Um, what an opener. Uh, welcome back to the Champions League, lads. Here you go. We're getting these holders. Um, so, deal with that. Um, so, what's your overall thoughts? Obviously, again, as we approach Tuesday, mate, um, I know we're in a good place. I know they won last night. They won 2-1. Um, but no, we, I think we're in a good place in terms of, you know, Get into the game, mm-hmm. um, and we know that Ange isn't going to. He's going. He's not going to change his ways. He's not going to. He's not going to back down, as we say. So, um, it should be a a mouthwatering experience for us. I hope a very very good um, game to open up. Um, again, I'm a Celtic fan. I'm hoping we get a good performance, good result. But I'm I'm all looking forward to seeing these guys play football. I've never seen them other play at Celtic Park, so. It'll be a special night in terms of that as well, seeing some of the players that you might never see Celtic Park again. So, but in terms of a chance that we've got um, Celtic Park going in a one-half one game, you've always got a chance. Um, but if they are, I know we, are, we have been better than Rogers' team and we're better equipped and everything about our team is better. If they are Madrid, if they are Madrid sorry, turned up the way PSG did, we've not got a chance in hell. Uh, PSG, sorry. Doesn't matter what we do, we've, we've no chance. So you're kind of hoping that Real Madrid, what they tend to do is they start slowly, they just get through the groups and then they start moving forward. So mm-hmm. you're kind of hoping that the previous stats and etc. stack up and we don't need to worry about them in a sense, you just need to do what we can do and whatever they do, then it happens. But it's a massive game for us as well. It could, like you said as well, Friday. Barry, it could be one of the nights, Barcelona, it could be a special night. Um, they could come down here and get their pants tucked in, or they could come here and absolutely vote, vote us. Um, I do believe we'll score, 
but we all know it's enough to win the game. Again, I'm trying to be realistic. I kind of know I'm, I'm wanting to win the game. I want us to put a good performance in because I know the way we play. There will be chances, by the way. We will get a few chances the way we play. Real Madrid done the Real Madrid defensively. They used to be with Ramos and Baran and Marcelo and Cami through the left the right back was. was it? Calva Howe won it. Calva Howe. I'll tell you what. Is he right? So, but I'm missing Marcelo, who for me was superb. Ramos, he was always good for a year, killed as well. So, but they've still got very good players going forward. Benzema, Modric, Benzema for me. It was the biggest test these guys have had in terms of quality, obviously. Um, Vickers and um, if it's Starfield or Jens, probably Jens if Starfield's injured. Taylor, probably his biggest test as well as a Celtic player, I would say. Um, again, I didn't say that I would judge him on that now. Um, but the it's way we're going to have to judge him against Vinicius Jr., uh, mate, with that speed. Um, I do believe that we'll take the game with him, but we'll try. I don't think we'll be gung ho like Rodgers did. Um, it might look like that with the formation, but I don't think the way we play, the inverted fullbacks will be tucked in and it'll be like a back five because whoever's playing the six role, they'll kind of step in and help. So mm-hmm. you've just got to hope they don't turn up in their best. Uh, my best player of mine because if they like I say in Celtic Rangers games if we turn up to a day game and they turn up to a day game there's only one winner if they turn up to a day game it's ODB there is only one winner and you need to be honest about that you've got to, you've got to take your specs off they are a quality team but you've got to fancy your chances at home like we said with Barry and um, Friday the atmosphere at Celtic Park is different for the Bernabeu it's different for the New Camp Real Betis etc they've not had an atmosphere like this in Spain I know they're quality, quality players, but Man City struggled here. They struggled at Eddie had against us, so it's going to be hard to IP. It is, I think we all know that, but there's no reason why you can't go and get a good, a good result. There's no reason why you can't. Um, if you run more than them and you, and you press them and you're you there, if you match them and you do better than them, you've got every chance. Um, like at Man United, Man, we all know Man United are well better than Brentford. But Brentford ran a lot more than them and chased more than them mm-hmm. in the game. It's as simple as that. So if we can match their effort in that terms, which I think we will, because that's not the way that's the way we play, then you've got every chance. But I I'm not what to be negative, but you just don't you just don't hope we get a fucking patch done because it's not going to give you the full momentum, but then you're gonna go fuck. The media are going to come out, ah, Celtic back in Europe, pumped again, it'll be back heads. You know Nano, Barry, JP, it'll be back heads. Headline Celtic, Dross again in Europe, and she's going to fail in Europe. We all know what's going to happen. I've told you with Barry, it's already wrote out in the fucking headlines already. Aye. It's already out. Benzema it's already Hattrick. It's already going to iPad. Aye. And... Benzema, Hattrick, fucking, fucking Starfield's a mess. It's already wrote out. It's already wrote out, but mm-hmm. um, I don't want to keep going, but it's going to be hard. Um, I'm not going to make a prediction because I, I do want to just enjoy the game and I want us to just do well. Um, you would hope to get you would hope to get a point. I think that's the minimum you can ask for, and a, and a good performance. Um, but I'm under the illusion. Some Celtic fans might be under the illusion that we can go and take take the game and outclass them, etc. I maybe in parts of the game, but it's going to be very hard to beat them in ninety minutes and, and for them to drop half. So. I just hope a good performance, that's the main thing. You just want a good performance. If you get beat one or two and all and you've competed, then I'll take it. Um, I don't want to get beat, but at least you know you can compete with these guys because let's be fair, JP, 
have we really competed at this level? Yeah, I know we, I know we drew with Man City and stuff like that, but huh. apart and even under O'Neill, we didn't really date in Europe when it comes to Champions League. So this is where the media as well, though they will have a watch on out for Ange if um, we don't start the group with a decent um, performance at least, I would say. I would agree with that, Ange. Yeah, because they're always looking to to stick one in these all the time. Um, that's well, that's I mean, that's well documented, and it's been well documented through the years, mate. That's not just something new that we've just plucked out of the air. Um, there's evidence of that rolling back years and years and years. So, but same yourself, Barry. Um, in terms of it, I mean, as I say, you welcome back to the Champions League. You've got the Madrid your first game by the way, the holders. Um, we were talking on Friday, Barry. And actually, Barry Bannon mentioned that, and he says he doesn't think that Real Madrid are, are, are as good as but it's been driven in the media's. Um, he thinks Real Madrid um, should should actually have probably no won the Champions League, but they just have that wee bit about them that they managed to get there. But if you look back at a couple of their games prior to the you look at the PSG game and then the, the Man City game, they looked even buried in one of the legs, if not two of the legs of the games. And then I, I personally thought Liverpool were better than them in the final. It was just that one chance that sort of just killed the game. Um, and I, what they have got in abundance is they're clinical because they've got Benzema, guys like Modric, and just turn the game on its head. We are um, a, a different class. We've got guys like Tony Cruz who can dictate and they had Casemiro, but obviously he's at Man United now. Uh, I think they signed the big boy Rudiger for Chelsea mm-hmm. and they signed that other big lad for Monaco. Is it Tushameni his name is? I don't want to say his name, but I know who you're talking no, about. I think his name is Tushameni or Tushamoni or whatever his name is. The way they pronounce it, I don't know. Um, and they've got big Camavinga. They, they, I mean, they have got genuine quality players um, who... Well, I mean, let's face it, as Ryan says, Barry, they are a level above us, mate. Like, that's why, the, you know, they've won fucking 14 Champions League. But I love Selene's take on it um, when he mentions uh, the history between the two clubs and the amount, of, the amount of European trophies I've got between them is frightening. <laughs> <laughs> what, a spin, what a spin to put on that. But unbelievable, the fact that they've won 14 and we've won one. Um, but no... And all honestly, mate, what's, what's your overall thoughts? Obviously, we are in a good place. There's no doubt about that getting into the game. Um, I'd imagine the players are going to be bouncing after coaching Tuesday night. That atmosphere is going to be a lot more electric, even when it, than it was yesterday, in my opinion. Um, and I think our performance level needs to go up another level for it was yesterday. Um, <laughs> Because first and foremost, you're playing a much better position, uh, opposition. Um, but to give yourself any opportunity and any chance, because as Ryan said, we all get chances. It's just the way we play. Um, you, you need to, you, you need to be ready. You need to, be, you know, at that tempo that we're talking about, at the, you know, and everybody on the game. Because to give us any sort of chance, but. I'm not going to write his off because I've seen, I've been there, I've seen it. We've got history of having a lot of special nights in the Champions League. It's what we're renowned for. So, what's your overall thoughts, mate? I'm not going to make any predictions either, but 
So you're no dead, you're definitely not going to score line off me. <laughs> that's no happening. Uh, you batter on me. I mean, that's, that's, that's up to you, but I'm definitely not making a prediction uh, to come on and end the post-match on this until we have 100 comments at the bottom me laughing emojis laughing at me. I'd be sitting like Hugh Evans with my cold beans, by the way, like that. Oh, no, we get gubbed again after me predicting something different. But no, as I say, um, what's your overall thoughts, mate? And what you thinking about Tuesday? Are you even thinking about that? Because it's only Sunday night, but um, that's the next game. So obviously we now need to, we now need to turn my focus to it. Yeah, well, I think it's an absolute privilege to have this fixture. I think to to have the Champions of Europe coming to play at Parkhead is a privilege. And I think everybody associated with Celtic should embrace this and, and just have a, a sense of excitement about you know the opportunity to take on really the kings of Europe. And out with Celtic, I think... In my opinion, that this is this is the greatest club in the world. I think Real Madrid. You know, if you look at what they accomplished last season on road to winning it, I think it's probably, arguably, uh, in, in in my time watching Champions League football, the the toughest route to winning that trophy because they to beat PSG, Chelsea, who were the holders, Man City, and then Liverpool in the final. Absolutely astonishing that, that they were able to have those fixtures uh, and come through them on eventually left the trophy. So, and they're backed up, they won the, the Super Cup and they're sitting top of the La Liga now. And they've, they've brought in reinforcements, if you said, JP. Some of them out the door, but, but they've recruited well. What was the score in the Super Cup? Was it four? I can't mind. But, uh, I mean, there was a lot of. Well, I don't think there's no bearing in mind Frankfurt um, are a pop-line Champions League team this season as well. So, yeah. and I, I'm sure they took, I think it was four. Was it four now? I remember. I can't remember, JP. I, I put the game, I, I forgot all about the game was either on and I caught it last kind of 20 minutes of it. So, uh, but I know they won it fairly comfortably anyway. Um and as I say, they're sitting top of the Spanish league now. So this this is this is as good as it gets coming to play against your team. Um, in terms of the actual match, what do I expect? Well, I'm getting into this more of a. I'm curious and I'm intrigued to see how our team can take the style of football that we play. As you say, JP, it's not going to change. We're going to get into that game where we're planning and we're going to play the, the same brand of football that we played yesterday. And how does that come up against the best teams in the world? That, for me, is, is the excitement I've broken into. And my expectations are... I, I, I can't see this Celtic team losing too heavily. I don't see that happening. Um, I think they've got too much professional pride, I think they've got too much, uh, the, the, the levels of fitness won't allow that to happen, um, and I think the occasion as well, you know, being at, being at home, the form that we're in, uh, the, the level of trust that these players have got in their style of play, 
Uh, I think all these things together safeguard us for you know a Brendan Rogers team that get absolutely pumped seven seven one against PSG for say. Can we win the game? I doubt it, if I'm being totally honest. Can we get a score draw? I think I I think we could get a score draw. I think that's possible. I think that Real Madrid won't come to Celtic Park um, expecting to just walk all over us. I think there's too much experience in the team. Their manager is as shrewd as they get. The most successful manager in Champions League history, Carlo Ancelotti. So he's not going to show up uh, underprepared. Real Madrid will treat this game um, the way they would any other Champions League game. Um, what I would say is, if you're looking at our team, they're not the quickest team, except they're vicious. They don't have pace on either side. So that might be an area uh, that, that, that we might have the upper hand in, in terms of getting about the pitch, pressing. Uh, <laughs> but then there's the inevitable risk that all they really need today, when Luka Modric, Vinicius and Benzema, they're probably two or three passes away Minimum for sitting the ball in your net. I agree, aye. Aye, and that could be that could be on the back of you having a ten minute spell where you're, you're creating chances, you're looking well, and before you know it, you, you actually could the ball could be on the back of your net. You've got how that happens. So that's actually a good point, Barry. Sorry to cut you in there, but it's just my, my, my mind. Paul Merson, the Man U game. Don't know if you watched it. Um, nice. After the game, he says like the pass was it Fernandez that passed to. Was it Ericsson that passed to Rashford? No, it was Eric. He was talking about Ericsson. Aye, right, Barry. Aye. He says, um, he says, no matter how good you are at any level of defence, you can't stop the passes. So that's exactly what you're saying. If Modric's, uh, sorry, Modric plays one of his wonder passes through to Benzema, every, ch- every chance you're not going to get him. That's that's so what you're saying. Um, I do believe you. You know, we try and go away for a goal, and that's that's why these guys are playing to that level. That is, that's just the truth and yeah. us as fans yeah. we need to realise that there will be parts of the game tomorrow your heart's going to be fucked up well, let's be fair if, if you're not going to be like that then you're, you're, you're not a football fan as soon as Benzema's and Modric get the ball you're like fuck right, right get in fucking shape up but I'm agreeing I just wanted to say that it was true what Paul Merson says and what you've said it's true that these guys are they're probably three or four passes ahead already but Modric will be turning already scanning Benzema for me I'm I'm expecting a Cavani performance after him because he's phenomenal, and that's what I'm saying. We we need to be better day game, Barry. Yeah, and, and Real Madrid, this Real Madrid anyway, they're not actually a team that you know. They're not a team that are obsessed with having the ball all the time either. You know, looking at the run towards winning it last year, uh, I think most games the other team had the the bulk of the possession. They're just so clinical. Ruthless take their chances, so I think we need to watch that. I mean, it's cliche, right? But can you actually imagine with the, the atmosphere we're going to generate, uh, the quick start that we're probably going to get? Can you imagine if we score the first goal? That definitely makes it interesting. If we get the first goal, who knows what could happen? But I won't make a prediction about that because I definitely don't want to come back on here and get slaughtered. No, and I think it's just as you say that can we get the first goal? Do we really want to wake them up? <laughs> so waking them up a fucking sleeping bell. Um, if we score first, 
you're right, mate. That you know, like we could go up with Parton School and you think you're well in the game and you're doing really well. And before you know it, Benjamin's doing a hat trick. That's yeah. how good these guys are. They're elite. They're, they're, they're very special. I don't know if any of you have saw a recent video they put on social media. I think it was on Instagram. And they're all taking free kicks. Amazing. Yeah. Every one of them scored. Yeah. Malatao, fucking Benzema, Cruz, Modric. Um, who's the boy? Uh, the, the boy that plays out the way. Nora Vinicius Jr., another boy. Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Oh, my goodness gracious me. He done mind me too. He done mind me his left and done mind me his right. And you're just like, oh, come on, man. So I actually don't think they've got a, a natural, like, oh, he, he takes all the set pieces. Because mm -hmm. they are, you know, they're all really special. Um, and uh, I think that the, the simple fact that very quickly on Tuesday, guys, I think we need to get the mindset out of, oh, it's happy to be there, shit. No, mm -hmm. we need to, you, what, no. what we need to do on Tuesdays, we need to try and compete. Yeah. And to do that, we need to get in their faces, we need to be competitive in the game. Um, similar to when Scotland went to Wembley. We shocked them. But I, I think they, they, they just thought they were going to turn up and steamroll the tapis. Now, as Ryan says earlier, Barry, I think the Spanish media will be expecting them to come and I'll catch in and eat a cakewalk. That's uh, they've only got a team in Scotland. And as Barry Bannon says, we were talking to Barry the other night as well. And I, I, you know, the way the media, a lot of the media see this as a Mickey Mouse league up here, mate. They see this as a, a you know, like a, a mud splasher team for the back of Calcutta. Um, that's the way they see your league, mate. They don't rate our league at all. So, they're massively surprised, and I don't know why, because it happens regularly. When we come up against English opposition in, in Europe, especially, we've got a great record against English teams. So many of them have turned us there in the last 15, 20 years. We've beat Man United, Man City kind of beat us. Um, Liverpool. Liverpool put them out, we beat them at Anfield. That was a great result. Uh, great night, I know. Um, again, Blackburn, when they were in the Premier League, uh, we, I know it was a friendly, but we turned their elite team. We took four off from down the road, um, down at Ellen Road. Um, so, as I say, and we've just turned their a, a team, you know, pre-season there, we beat Norwich, who just dropped for the Premier League. I know people are going to go, oh, shut up, they're in a the champ. We're in the Premier League, no, a lot ago. It was a Premier League squad, Norwich had. Well, that's what I was saying. The players are all Premier League squads. Guys that are getting paid thousands upon thousands a week. Um, so, as I say, it's, 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 we've got a great record against English opposition. Um, we've got a decent record in terms of, you know, pulling out big results in Europe. You look at Barcelona. Um, David Marshall made his debut against them. We beat them 1-0. And... Um, we went out of Newcastle, we drew enough and each we knocked them out of Europe. That was a massive, massive shock. Because we weren't expected to knock them out of Europe. Then he game at Park Keep and Tony Watt scored the winner. Big one Yama with that heater. And as Ryan says the other night, mate, that was Barcelona's fucking prime Barcelona team. All right, they didn't have Guardiola. Um, I think the only one that looked to be a bit out of sorts that night was that boy's song. 
mm-hmm. Alex Song. Um, he was probably all of Arnett, wasn't he? In my opinion, up to that sort of level. Um, maybe it was just the way he played that night. I don't know. But when we've got Effie Ambrose and Miku and my team, and we're still turning them air, you must be doing something right. Then you look at you, you look at the teams, guys, right? And then you look at that select team now. There's nobody in the select team now. You go, oh, fuck, man. I hope he's not playing. Mm. Or no, man. I hope he's not playing. Or no, man. I hope he's not. Whereas in years past. When you're when you're looking at Big FA and you're looking at guys, you know who you maybe just didn't rate, um, you're going, oh man, we're going to get a down. And then Big FA travels all the way back to the African nations. We get to the last, so it be in the, the you know the group stage of the, the group stage of the Champions League, and then Juventus come and turn us there after the way we played in the group stages of the Champions League, all because he was. I don't know what I don't know what he drank on the plane on the way him, but he was absolutely brutal. And that for me was the start of Big Effie's sort of downfall at Celtic. After that night against Juventus, in my opinion, he just didn't recover. He just kept making daft errors and stupid things he was getting caught up in and on the park and getting the ball away and being too like a daisy and but you look at that Celtic team now and you go, is it any there that you would really go? Um, no, I don't want him to play, or I don't want him to play. In my opinion, guys, no, there's no. We're all jumping at a bit now with the players that are on, and uh, and it, you know, and that's it. But um, obviously, that was the last wee bit of the pod there, guys. Um, I just wanted to cover a wee bit of the Real Madrid game for us. Um, it's been a total pleasure being on the night and speaking, and then the post match. Um, I know he's a hog at beds to go to Ryan's hanging with a bag of washing, so we need to, we need <laughs> I'm to sort of let him go. Um, if you want, mate, I'll get that sent up to you, Phil, with some nice hot cocoa. Um, by the way, he's autographed it for you as well. I don't know if you can see that. Well, but... I don't know, but you better have cream on it, but marshmallows. <laughs> Sorry, mate, that's not my department. <laughs> That's Gio's department. That's Gio's department. You need to phone Roy McKay, mate. I'm sure he looks after all that kind of stuff for him. Uh, Roy McKay and uh, Ross Wilson. I'm sure they, 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 I think they do stuff like that for him. So, um, uh, I need to get my new rocking horse, man. He fell back on it all day after the fourth goal went in and snapped the horror bars. So, um, but for all the listeners that are listening in, and uh, sorry we took out a lot of your time tonight, I think that's... Quite a long time I've been on a night, uh, but obviously that's that's what happens when you get engrossed talking about what you love. Um, yep. But for all the listeners listening in, uh, please hit the subscribe button on my YouTube page. Um, you'll get a live notification when the page goes live, and you'll be notified about obviously any guest episodes or anything that's coming up for the for the page as well. Myself, Barry, Ryan, we're on social media: Instagram, Facebook. Um, Twitter, I believe you're now on Barry, is that right? Yeah, I He's am. on Twitter yeah. as well. Um, yeah. So, and Ryan, uh, he's the architect of my uh, new TikTok. My um, new TikTok page, he does a couple of wee jazzy videos on there. Um, uh, he makes it look quite fun. So please don't hesitate to hit subscribe, guys, if you like the content. A lot more content on the way for you. Um, but, as I say, guys, tonight's been a total pleasure being on me. I'm asked to feel well, and I'll see you again.
Hail, 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 hail,